Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Morning, everybody. Morning. I'm not going to do my uncle morning, 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 morning. Because we got a lot of abuse made last week. Wow, that was um, that was lively. So uh, we'll wait for a few more people to. I think they're joining on Zoom. I'm just going to admit everyone. Uh, a few more people to join on Instagram. Uh, my hair has grown a lot. Yes, it has. I don't think this is actually maximum length. I think it actually could be a bit longer. But the curls or the waves keeping it I'm down super, i am super jealous of your hair man it's it's proper it's got some style thank you i mean if you followed lockdown procedures then you would probably look like me but of course uh, everyone makes their own rules up so that's fine just a politician aren't you really um so today we are talking about now it's not it's too early to start it's too early let me i've got notes that i run out of paper i've had to just put them down on on this little little paper so obviously it's quite a good turnout on zoom already well, you know, that's my shameless plug on the 5am club this morning. You know, D's 5am oh. club and I'm there plugging our show. Well, I mean, it's, it's, what, it's four, isn't it? You've got to plug everyone. Uh, I see some regulars returning now as well. Right, so today we're talking about mental health, which I've summarised on uh, a two-inch by two-inch piece of paper. So this is going to be good. Right, before we talk about mental health and our experiences with it and how to stay healthy and um how to balance it with life and also balance your time because i'm reading a new book uh but also something really interesting seeing as we're using it right now is the effect of social media on your head top on your brain uh, and your mental health but before we get into that let's do our usual roundup of the week james so james how's your week with, hold on let's start with you this week ted how has your week been this week um it's it's been interesting. I think uh, I can't even remember what's happened, but I think the the main thing for me is a lot more people have been blocked on Facebook, um, and I also blocked some people on TikTok. But I mean, it doesn't make a difference on TikTok. But I blocked quite a few people on Facebook because <laughs> people are just chatting shit. They are selectively outraged. You know, they're angry at the mug, but not getting burnt. You know. They're angry at statues. They're angry at um, the odd in, in altercation. They're angry at being accused of something, but they're not Church. angry. One second, just hold that thought. I just realised I didn't lock that door, and my kid's gonna come blasting in any minute because I can hear him. Oh, you're wearing trousers this time. That's good. I've got, I've got a meet, I've got a meeting <laughs> after. I'm not just sitting in my pants this week like I normally am. So uh, I'm glad you did that. As I was saying, people are angry at stuff instead of being angry at racism. People are more angry at being accused of being a racist. They're more angry at history and oh, respect our history and all this stuff than the actual problems that we face in this country and all over the world. And I just, I don't know if I'm weird to find it weird, but it's weird, you know, like how can you be angry about these things and you can be selectively outraged, you know, accusing Black Lives Matter protests of causing a second wave or whatever this bullshit is. But then when Tommy Robinson's mandem, EDL, Nazis, Britain first, or Britain first, if anyone's seen their spelling, <clears throat> very intelligent people who went to that march, um, <laughs> fighting the police and doing salutes, etc., etc. No one said about their second wave. <clears throat> so it's little things like that, that I'm just seeing and I'm like, Firstly, I'm like, when the hell did I connect with you? Or who the hell are you? Secondly, fuck this shit, block. Because mm. I think some people are rotten and some people are decomposing. So, you know, I think, yes, as much as you want to educate people, some people just cannot see past their own ego. And I think mental health today, we're going to hopefully touch on a bit of ego. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. You know, I, I don't know if anyone is surprised by this stuff. I think what's... What's also not surprising is, you know, people protesting against many things, but one of them being police brutality, but then protests against police brutality are met with police brutality. And that's, is that irony? I don't know what, what you would call, or is that stupid? What would you call that? Um, 
you know, when the world is watching you, like, for example, James, if, <clears throat> you know, if you were accused, right, as these trainers are of faking stuff or being bankrupt, you wouldn't, you know, put yourself out there, would you? You'd kind of take a back seat and you'd mm-hmm. play defensive and you'd hide, really, is what people would do. But suddenly police in America and whatnot, they're on video and they're still acting up. So lots of problems in the world. So a nice positive week, as it has been for a while. Um, but I think my uh, space is more positive now from blocking certain people. And I, You know, you preemptively and proactively block people. You're like, I see what you said there and what you did. You're going to spew me of this block. And sometimes I see people responding to people and I'm like, no, I've blocked them. I can't even see their response. So <clears throat> in response, I'm reading this book. Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. Very, very good book. I think it was a Sunday Times bestseller. I'm sure it was an Amazon bestseller. It's very, very interesting to learn the history of this country um, because what they teach you in school, you know, that that Britain was um, a very positive country and they didn't invade anywhere or destroy anywhere or rape and pillage isn't exactly the truth. So it's good to learn about the history of the country we live in, the country we reside in, the country we pay taxes to and to what some of these taxes are for. So I really recommend this book. It is quite dense in some parts, um, but it's worth it. So yeah, um, another sort of, you know, shit week in in the world, I think. Um, More innocent people, more innocent black men are being killed in America, even though the world is watching. So yeah, man, I'm just, I'm not feeling people at the moment. You know, I'm kind of, I haven't posted on IG in a few weeks. So I'm just like... Whatever, man. Fuck it. Fuck it. You've, How about you? You've been you've been a bit quiet on the whole. To be fair, man. I mean, uh, yeah. Normally you're you're out there, but Uncle Ted has uh, been taking a backseat and uh, blocking, block, block, block. Huh? I've been blocking. I've been educating. I've been listening. I've been understanding. I've been just thinking. You know, there's a, there's a lot mm. to to think about. You know, like the stuff in this book is not not necessarily new to me, but just the depth and the real understanding from someone who has experienced this is like unparalleled. You're, you're just, you're not going to, if you haven't experienced it in any shape or form or you have, it's always good to learn from people who are experiencing this thing. And that's for anything. That's property, that's businesses, whatever. Right. That's why people like your um, liquid to liquidation story that we hear mm. about. So yeah, man, I've, uh, I've been a bit quiet and um, we'll see how long it goes on. So how about you, James? Yeah. Yeah. James has been good, man. Week's been all right. Um, one thing I've, uh, I did this week was actually spend some time with my troubled tenants, you know, three or four times this week I went to see them. I actually sat down with them, had a conversation with them. And you know what? You realize that the agent will feed you so much rubbish to tell you how bad a tenant is. And when you actually sit with these guys, I sat with all six of them around the table and we actually got on, we got on really, really well, you know, and you find out that the reason why they've stopped paying rent to an agent is because there's so many bloody issues in the house, you Mm. know, and and the issues are fair and I felt really, really sorry for them in places on some of the things they've had to put up with. And, you know, I actually apologized to them on the behalf of the agent because I felt, you know what, they don't deserve this, man. They're, they're just good guys. They are just hardworking guys. All right. You got the odd one in there that you think, oh, you're a bit, you're a bit shifty. But it's been really nice to have them back on my side. And you know what the positive thing is? After three months, I actually got some rent from them. They, their words were, James, you're actually doing something about this house. And, you know, we've seen you more in this week than we've seen the agent in the last five years. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, man. So many, so many lessons have been learned. And, you know, we've come to an agreement. I've fixed the issues that they've had. Um, They're happy. I'm still having them moved out because I need to renovate the house. But it's just so nice that I would say to anybody who's got trouble with a tenant, knock on that door, go and sit with them, have a conversation and work out what's going through their head because you'll find nine times out of ten, they're not actually the issue. It might be something that's bothering them. It might be something in their personal life or something in the house that's not just quite right. And all you're thinking is, oh, man, I ain't getting paid rent. My mortgage ain't getting paid. This investment is shit. What am I going to do? And, you know, nine times out of ten, it's as simple as just saying, hello, mate, what's the problem? What's been going wrong? Talk to me. Tell me. You know, so that's been a real, real good positive one. I've gotten back on my side. And you know what the the, the, the funny thing else is um, through all this is as well, Ted, the agents have now suddenly started talking again. You know, they're back on the scene. Um, a money claim's gone into them and they've actually filed a defense against it. So I'm waiting to see what lies they're telling them. Nice. And, you know, and they and they actually started to email me saying, 
where is our deposit? Where is this? But what they don't realise is the agreement that the tenants have now signed with me is saying that, look, um, they've said, we're not bothered about any deposit. We don't know where the deposit is. And we're not personally holding you liable for any deposits, James. So I've got a signed agreement that I can now chuck back in the agent's face. You know, so this whole process, as painful as it's been, it's been a really, really nice learning curve. I'm kind of looking at it with all the positives now and thinking, okay, I'm 12 grand down on rent, but hey, I've learned some serious lessons. And, you know, that's a year's university, sorry, that's three years university fees for some people. Actually, it's a year's worth now, isn't it? 12 grand. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Just over. So yeah, yeah. Positive in the sense that I've learned some mad, crazy lessons through through some uh, uh, tough times. So yeah, really happy. Nice. I hope the um, money claim goes through to the fullest extent and they get the full wrath of the law, which they deserve for their behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a really good point. I, I had a tenant move in, proper jobs worth, sent me this huge list of stuff. And I was like, and just started quoting, you have to be part P registered to be an electrician. And I was like, I know you've been served in electric. So anyways, yeah, tenants annoying me, but um, we will work together and work something out. So James, Mental health. Let's let me get the little notepad out. My detailed detailed notes. Um, You've been planning all week, haven't you, on that two inch square? Effect? Well, it, it was actually your job to plan and guide this week's, but you didn't. So yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Just FYI for everyone. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've been busy having consultations with dentists about my teeth. So. Well, I hope your 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 <laughs> teeth and your yeah, are very good. Make sure you have your calcium and use fluoride toothpaste, everyone. All the natural stuff. I'm not getting into that right now. Right. What is mental health, James? James, you had a, an interesting definition before. Would you like to please share with us what is mental health to you? Yeah, keep it keep it simple and keep it kind of simple. Well, easy to explain for me. I describe mental health as what's going on in this bit here. You know, this bit here in your head, your mind. If that isn't right, generally other things are going to take a backseat or you're not going to be you know, producing at your fullest. And I've always been one who's spoke up quite highly about this and said, look, you need to make sure you can control this because if you're not controlling that, um, everything else suffers. Mm. And I mean, I think it's, it, that's a very, I, I guess, a very simple way of putting it, like you said. And I think everything that goes on in here also dictates what goes on out here, you know, because if we're feeling some type of way and someone says something, we're going to perceive it how we want you know, yeah, they said it in a certain way and that can be objective, but we're always going to, if we're feeling in some sort of way, we're always going to take it like that. So I think maybe it's one of these things where, you know, as an entrepreneur, we're like, oh yeah, mental health is just in here and it's kind of, it's my problem, it's me, but it seeps through everything you do and it affects the money you make. It affects how free you feel. It affects your relationship. It affects everything. And so it's easy, especially, I mean, I, I don't know if it's that, common in property necessarily but in like tech startups where i used to work you would see it all the time everyone burnt out founders burnt out because they were just like oh i've got to get it done and they were so passionate and their mental health was so internalized that they weren't like oh actually this affects everything around me and every single employee i have and so it's like i think we have to take a broader view of what you said but then always be wary of this is going to affect my, my environment, my everything around me. And it's something um, you can't, you, like you can't neglect. James, do you think that like when it comes to, to mental health, there is a kind of one size fits all approach or do you think it's very, very personalized down to the individual in general? Uh, I think it's very personal to the individual. And, you know, off the back of that, what I would say is everybody needs to protect this thing you know you need to protect your mental space you need to you need to take it seriously you know you need to you need to be careful on what you consume what you let in what you listen to i mean you said it earlier on you had a social media clear out and you blocked it and i've spoke about social media clear outs before all the time because you want to be opening up your feed in the morning and it's inspiring you it's uplifting you you know it's taking your mental space to a nice positive space you know a positive place even so i think you're in control of your mental space. You know, it's like, it's like what you feed your body. You're in control of what you put inside your body. You know, okay, some of us like to indulge, have some nice things, ice cream, a bit of booze, whatever. But, you know, with your mind, it's the same thing. You could sit there on Netflix watching something that's going to make you feel really depressed, or you could watch something on Netflix that's going to educate you and lift your mind to a different state. You know, 
different foods will help you think differently. You know, you put the right nutrition in and your brain's going to work differently. It's like you buy a car, you buy a high performance sports car. They tell you to put a certain, you know, octane fuel in there. And there's a very good reason for it because it's going to run at optimal performance. You know, all the parts are going to work. The car's going to run how it's designed to work. You put a certain type of oil in a car and it's going to mechanically work. And I think you need to look at your mind in the same way. You know, you need to look at your mind and think to yourself, right, what is it that my mind needs to run at optimum? What is it that my mind needs to be the best it can be? And, you know, feed it that. Give it that. Give it the right foods it needs. Give it the right knowledge it needs. Even listen to the right music to uplift your mind. You know, certain music can feel you, make you feel depressed. And, you know, if you know mentally you're in a bad place, you're feeling sad, something's tearing you up, don't go listen to, you know, 1995, the best of the 1995 love songs or something, you know, or listen to something that's really going to make you feel even worse, you know, or put something on Netflix, which is going to have you sitting there sobbing, you know, crying your eyes out, you know, take yourself to a different place, learn how to control your mind. If your mind's telling you I'm feeling upset, do something to uplift it, identify what's making it feel upset, but don't dig it further down into the hole. So back to what you say, your question, does one fit all? I don't think one does fit all. No, people need to, I think before you even do anything, you need to be in control of this space, man, because This can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy, man. And I've gone through times in life where I think, you know what? I I hate my mind, man. I hate my brain because it's not it's not allowing me to progress to the next stage because it's doing a lot of what if it's doing a lot of this it's doing a lot of that. Um, And there's certain things you can do to control it. But in answer to your question, no, one does not fit all. Biggest thing I've heard that is... um maybe unique, not unique, sorry, but it's maybe all encompassing to everyone is exercise. I think, you know, weights, yoga, Pilates, walking, running, whatever, whatever it is, exercise is undeniably good for your physical health. Like there's, you cannot, if someone argues that, then fucking hell, you can't argue that it's not good for your physical health. So please consult a physician before taking any new routines on them. I have to put that disclaimer in. Um, but like exercise is good for your physical health, but it's also good for your mental health because if you mm. feel good physically, it's because you're feeling good mentally about your physicality. You know, it releases endorphins, it releases certain neurotransmitters and chemicals in your body and hormones that make you feel happy, that make you feel uplifted. You know, you get that endorphin rush after running like most mm. of the time after an exercise, you shouldn't feel, well, you feel tired and like achy, if you, especially if you've been lifting say heavy weights, mm. but you should feel a bit a bit kind of buzzing a bit like ready to go like kind of motivated and i guess that's the benefit of exercising in the morning is you're is you're ready for the whole day but exercise has mental health benefits as long as you're doing what you enjoy or what you believe is good for you so if you like me i can i just cannot run whether it's my knees or whether it's my trainers i can't run as exercise on the street yeah but you know what i'm not going to let you get away with that one you cannot no, run I, because you listen, know what that that is a perfect excuse i'm going to tell you why because at the beginning the beginning of lockdown i saw a post that aaron put up he said he can't run my man's doing 10 miles in less than an hour he's breaking personal uh, yeah. best and he was the same he was saying i can't run so you're just making an excuse you're not getting away with that one so lightly but it's also because i don't really enjoy it so i don't give a shit frankly so <clears throat> because i don't enjoy it and this is actually my point thank you for <laughs> aaron said true lazy shit tedge <laughs> Listen, thank you for reinforcing my point, which is because I don't care about it. I'm not running over to Sports Direct and getting the right shoes. I'm not making an effort because frankly, it's just, I don't give a shit. It's not for me. And that's what I'm saying, right? Is that if you don't like something, you're going to have the attitude that I have, which is, I can't bother, I don't want to do it. If you say, here's some weights, go chuck them around. I'll do it. If you say, here's, go do a hit workout, I'll do it. And then therefore I feel happy. But when I run and I'm like, I don't feel happy. Whereas you can run bloody 40 kilometers, whatever you do. Yeah, but do you, do you, do you think your mind's not in the right place? I just think I don't enjoy it. Like I just don't enjoy it. You know, I enjoy weights, yoga, hit. I don't enjoy it. what, What if you had a good bit of audio flowing through your ears that just took you away from even thinking about the running? But then I'm like, what's the point? Because there's plenty of other exercises that are equally as good. I oh, know a great podcast for that, by the way. Put it in yeah, your Yeah, Tesh Talks. He's, he's <laughs> Tesh Talks. Yeah, Tesh Talks. 
um yeah look i think do what you enjoy when it comes to physical exercise but like have it in your routine no matter how busy you are no matter how much everything is going wrong or everyone's pissing you off you need 15 you know 20 30 minutes a day uh, every couple of days whatever to exercise to make your mentality stronger and it will like biologically it will make your mentality stronger because you think like look at david goggins uh, like just incredible human being physically and mentally like if you can just push yourself every day like to do an extra 30 seconds after the end of a week, you've got seven times 30 seconds of extra exertion and stamina Mm -hmm. you're winning. So, but also if you can do that physically when people piss you off and things are going wrong, you have an extra bit of stamina. You know, you lift heavier weights every week. You have that extra bit physically. It will develop mentally. So I think exercise is a really big thing. James, what's another big thing you think people could be doing to look after their mental health? uh meditation we spoke about this before mm. I'm, a, I'm a strong believer in meditation and you know taking that time out for yourself in the morning now i i think you should start your day quite early uh, you know i know certain people don't agree with that but the reason why i say that is sit down for some meditation for half an hour 15 minutes every single morning before you start don't look at the phone don't look at nothing you know have that time just to sit there with yourself and your mind and what meditation teaches you to do is to control your mind you know control your thoughts and you know your mind does wander when you when you when you meditate and that's the whole point you want to realize that it does wander but what you're doing is the longer you do it it's helping you control your mind and put you in a certain state so what ends up happening is when you're in a situation throughout the day where you're feeling tense or you're feeling something's really really on top of you you can take your mind back to that state on how you felt in the morning, on how you felt quite calm, how you felt quite, um, you know, relaxed. Because it does funny things, meditation. You know, you recommended Headspace to me. I was mm. always meditating, but I started using an app to do it. And it was great because you sit there and you start and you think, oh, this is just, this is nonsense, man. I'm breathing in and out. You know, I'm trying <laughs> to control my thoughts. I'm trying to bring my mind here. I'm scanning my body to see if there's any pains anywhere. But you know what? You realize something. After 20 minutes, when you open your eyes, you're like, whoa, what just happened there? I can't quite explain it. But what it does is it just it lets you just be in that moment for a while before you start your day. And and it just allows you to kind of, you know, take a bit of a time for yourself before the day kicks start. You know, you're just having a little chill time with your brain, just you and your brain having a chill time before the day kicks in. So what I would do is I normally start with a bit of meditation. And then straight after meditation, for me, it's very important to give gratitude. You know, we get stuck in the whole day thinking, you know what, I've got this to do. I've got this to do. I want to achieve this. I want to achieve that. That you forget everything that you've got around you. You know, I give gratitude for my children, for my wife, you know, for my family, for my friends, for people in my life, you know. And then I always end my gratitude by, you know, doing a prayer for the, for, 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 for anyone I think who needs some prayer, you know anyone I think needs a little bit of an uplift or whatever, you know, send positive vibes out there, send as many good vibes as you can out there in the first half an hour, 45 of your day. And then straight after that, some kind of physical exercise, whether it be, you know, a walk, whether it be a run, whatever, whether if you're even just getting out your garden and walking around and around in your garden, you need to do something to get that heart pumping because, you know, it will, like you said before, Ted, it will make you feel good. And if you think about it, you've done all these three things now, before your days even started, you're winning. You're winning because you've took some time out to put your mind in a certain state rather than jumping straight out of bed on your laptop thinking, oh, shit, man, I've got to email this guy. I've got to do this. I've got to chase this up. I've got to chase this up. You're really getting yourself into a bit of a fluff, you know? So for me, meditation, gratitude, and prayer and some physical activity before you start your day is 100% must. I think to quote Coffee, who is a legend of dance hall at the moment, is gratitude is a must. So mm-hmm. I think it's, I think you have to internalize it as well. Like it's easy to write stuff out and just write stuff out. But I think when you think about what you're saying or what you're writing, it adds a lot more to it. Cause I've done it before where I just write stuff down and I was like, what's the point of this? Because I'm just writing stuff. But I think you have to then also think about that thing and maybe think about why, why you're, you're grateful for it. You know, it's not just a simple exercise because I found it totally pointless. And I was like, I'm, I'm doing this wrong. Um, I think that's interesting. You meditate for half an hour. I meditate for about five minutes in the morning and then about 15 at night. So like, as I'm going to bed, I'll sort of meditate. But I think I'm going to meditate for longer in the morning now. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I'm not an, a huge advocate of getting up at 5am, 6am or whatever. I'm just like, do what you want. But there is a huge benefit, which I love of getting up before 
well, I know being awake before sort of nine, at least having like, let's say getting up at seven or eight, just having time before the world is at work and you yep, get emails yep. and stimuli and stuff. It's nice. Cause like you said, you really feel like you've achieved something. And even if you know, you're not that busy, which I, I'm not, not right now, you, you're kind of like, Oh, like you said, I'm already winning. I've already done stuff like tick. I've already done four or five things today before, you know, the world is open for business. It gives you, it's just a nice feeling. Right. And it kind of, mm-hmm. You know, that urge, though, to wake up and just check emails and do stuff is so tempting. Like you just have to sort of luckily I can't look at my phone when I wake up because I have very sensitive eyes. I have to wait like 20 minutes anyway. I'm I'm naturally blessed accidentally. But yeah, I know. But when people get up and look straight. Yeah, it it just it changes. It shifts your mindset. There's too much stimulus coming in. Of course it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You you need that piece. Uh, And yeah, that's interesting. So but. I think, you know, another thing to add to looking sorry, after... Je- je- sorry, before you move on to the next point, just to add, getting up early. I'm with you. It's not for everyone. I've got up early all my life. It's just because I was one of those kids that wanted to get up and just start messing around straight away in the morning, you know? So it's a habit that's just adopted early on. But what I say to people is, even in lockdown, you know, my time's shifted a little bit later, but when I tell people it's a little bit later, it's still five o'clock. When before that, it was probably half an hour, 45 minutes earlier than that. And the reason why I've always got up early in my life is because like you said, you're winning, man. You're doing stuff while people are still sleeping. And for me, I've gained two, three hours extra before someone's even turned over in their bed to snooze their alarm, you know? And mm. secretly, I'm, I'm cheating. I'm cheating. I've got two hours in front of you. I'm winning. I'm doing those things. And you know how productive you are in the first few hours of the day before you start getting that slump throughout the day. So I'm a big advocate of waking up early. I don't force it on anyone because I also think you need to listen to your body because what ends up happening to me is, I could be up every day at 4.35 o'clock, six days a week, come on a Sunday and I'm thinking, damn man, I needed to sleep till eight today. What happened? You know, and it's catch up because you're, you're, you know, your body's lost time during the week, but you need to listen to your body. But I, I would say get up because you get extra hours and you know, you're winning while everybody's sleeping. Mm. And that brings you nicely to my next point, which is listen to your body and listen to yourself. Like, you know, James said you're two hours ahead in the morning, but most people stop work about what, six, seven, maybe entrepreneur is a bit different. If you're working from seven to nine, you're still two hours ahead. You may be two hours ahead later, but you're two hours ahead of something somewhere, right? So I like to work probably from seven to like 11. I work quite productively, but from 7am to 11am, I'm not that productive. Really, I kind of use it for reading or other stuff. So for me, it works the other way around, but it works. And as James Mm -hmm. said, like listen to yourself because what, like, and I think also listening to yourself is quite tricky because you listen to yourself, be like, oh, let me just snooze it. Oh, let me just um, do this tomorrow. Oh, let me just leave. And it's like, actually, sometimes it's excuses and it's bullshit and you have to say, shut up, I'm getting this done. But then sometimes your body's telling you something for a mm. reason. You know, I think, I don't know if it's a science or not, but maybe it's a theory that when you crave certain things like salty foods or certain things, your body actually needs more salt in it. I don't know how true that is, but it's something like that. And I think your mind can tell you the same thing. Like, but it's hard to have that. You have to have that self-awareness to be like, okay, hold on a minute. I can't be bothered to do this task. Is it because I'm not framing it in the right way? Is it because it needs deep work and I'm being too shallow at the moment? Is it because oh, I just want to outsource it? Or do I just need a freaking break? You know how last Thursday you were like, I'm taking a break. Maybe it's that so you have to listen to what your mind tells you um but again it's very hard because you have to kind of be like is this an excuse is this bullshit or is it actually like is it a warning and i think that that intersection where you've got that that fork in the road and you're like uh, which one is it i think that's where a lot of problems happen because as entrepreneurs most of the time we're going to say shut up get on with it to yourself you're going to say this is an excuse do it and then very rarely are you going to say, mm, it's my mental health because it's hard to tell, but also because we don't really think about it. We're just like, we got shit to do and we're working for ourselves. If we don't work, we don't eat. You know what I'm saying? This is how we, this is how entrepreneurs are. So I think a lot of problems come at that intersection. And you know, I don't know if there's a specific technique to clarify it, but perhaps when you reach points like that is to write down how you're feeling, like journal things, write down how you're feeling, write down what you think about you know, this issue you're having right now, maybe ask someone, you know, do I look tired? Am I, am I coming across more grouchy? Am I acting different? Because sometimes you can't see it no matter how much you try and you need someone to be like, yeah, you're like something's been a bit off in the last few days. 
And that can give you the hint. Ooh, hold on. This is actually mental health, not some excuse, not some property trainer saying, no, you've got to do a hundred calls a week or whatever. Um, it, it all, it all depends on you. Right. So that intersection is, is, is going to cause problems if we can't differentiate which road to take. Um, mm-hmm. And again, we're all different, you know, what, what would be the right for me could be the left for you and the center for someone else. So um, acknowledge that intersection and have self-awareness of it and how you feel and act on it accordingly. And don't be afraid to ask your partner, your family, your kids, I don't know, whoever can help you. Uh, James, any other points on how to look after anything you do personally? Yeah. You know what? Um, You raised some really good points there. And something that I just saw come up in the comments was Aaron mentioning sleep. Now, In my in my twenties, kind of mid to late twenties, I was always, you know, always on the go. And you know, there was times when I could I could deprive myself of sleep for two days, no problem, and carry on going. And you know, you'd be working so late into the night, and then there was always that early morning gym session that you didn't want to miss because if you miss the gym session, the lads in the gym are going to take the piss out you for not turning up. You know, and this whole thing, ah, uh, you weren't there, you're weak, you know, and all this nonsense. And then it comes to a point where I realized I was running some days three, four hours on sleep. And that is just, that's just stupid. And it was actually my wife who turned around and said to me, she goes, look, if you carry on like this, you're going to be dead before you know it. And, you know, it isn't productive at all because you think to yourself, that is the time when you're repairing yourself. You know, that is, that is sacred time. You should be getting whatever your body needs. Now, come on, people know when they slept too much. People know when they're mooching around in the bed and they just don't want to get up. Come on, be honest with yourself. You know when you're taking a piss and you're still in bed when you should be out, all right? And it's like what you said earlier on. Your brain knows when you need to take a break, but there's a very fine line, yeah, between taking a break and taking a piss because you know when you've done enough or you've done too much and your body's saying, look, take a break. Don't do two hours and think, you know what? Oh, man, I feel so tired. I'm going to go watch Netflix and eat popcorn. Don't work like that, you know? Your brain will tell you when you're really at the end, but... I think you need to have the right balance. You know, look at your day. You've got 24 hours in a day, yeah? You're going to need, what, seven hours, six hours to sleep. Then you want to use the rest of the time, break it all up and use it productively. Get the exercise in, get the meditation in. But at the same time, if you're having an off day, and there's probably a very good reason why you're having an off day, it's your brain or your mind telling you or your body telling you, look, man, I'm not feeling this now, man. You know, I, I I need I need some time out. I need you to step back and take a break. It's like what I said to you last Thursday, Ted, when I spoke to you on the message. I said, Ted, I need to take a couple of days out, man. I'm having a bad time here. I've just got so much on. I'm overwhelmed. Then I messaged him on Sunday night. I said, Ted, I had a great weekend. I took two days out away from the computer. I did nothing. Literally, I mooched around with my family. We went on a big walk on the forest, watched Netflix. You know, I had some pizza together. And it was just like, that's what I needed. Come Monday morning, you're back to life again. You know, you're back ready to go. Very, very important, I think, to listen to your body and don't deprive sleep. I've done it for too many years, yeah? Too many years. Lucky for me, I still look like I'm 25, but that's a bad Uh, no, I was going to say 26. So yeah, close, close. Um, close, close. Yeah. Anyway, you, so yeah. You do look quite young despite your sleep deprivation. You actually do. Um, I, I will, but, I will yeah. say that. Do not deprive yourself of sleep because all you're going to do is you're going to be playing catch up. If you've had four hours sleep and then you're back up again the following day, you're going to be okay for a few hours. And you know what? There used to be a time where I was pumping myself with coffee. I mean, I could get through 15, 16 cups of coffee easily. And you know, when I drink my coffee, it was strong. It was black, no sugar, no milk, no nothing. Let's hit this straight to the point, you know? Um, And it was all to keep awake and keep alert. And what happens is you lose one hour of sleep one day you lose another the other day, you get to the end of the week and your body's saying, listen, I need to play catch up. But then you spend an extra time in bed on a Sunday, then you're even more angry at yourself because you've wasted the day and it's all your fault. So it's a vicious cycle, man, a big, big vicious cycle. And, you know, if you want to look as young as Aaron does, get your sleep in. That boy's getting about 10 hours sleep a day, man. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely drinks a lot of water. I think, you know what, uh, we're seeing some comments i asked people how long do they they sleep and most people have said between six to eight hours and i think the latest or most uh accurate biggest research they've done said between six to eight hours is is optimum for humans so that's interesting everyone fits in with the the research that's been Mm. done um i think like it's another thing with sleep health isn't it like you have to before you go to bed really you shouldn't look at your phone you know, like 20 minutes before you should put it off. Some phones, I mean, Android's had it for ages. Maybe iPhone's finally caught up. 
have like a black and white mode. So my phone, uh, I've set it to like, I don't know, 11 p.m. It'll go to black and white. And I can turn it off, but I don't. So from that sort of time, if I'm using my phone, like it's a lot, apparently a lot easier on your eyes. And I have something called Flux on my computer, F.Lux. And I think, again, Androids have it built in, where during the day, it kind of makes your screen more orange than blue in line with where the sun is. And then it basically helps your... um, it helps your eyes just be better when, when you sleep. Um, Harry Singh says, why we sleep. I was just thinking about that book by Matthew Walker. Uh, apparently I've, it's got loads of reviews on Amazon. It's meant to be a really good book. Um, check it out people. Uh, so James, I think an important thing that we've maybe covered here without even realizing it. And we kind of have is that you have to treat your mental health like your physical, you know, you'd go for a run, you'd go for exercise, you'd stretch, you'd warm up, you'd cool down, you'd drink protein shakes, you do all this stuff but will you do the same and show the same level of respect to your mental health or do you wait until it breaks down and then look at it? So I think timing is important, right? Like, you know, it's like with a business, set things up from the beginning, have your spreadsheets, have your outsourced, have every, your systems in order, right? And then same with mental health, have your systems in order before you start, like set non-negotiables, right? Every day I have to exercise, every day I have to meditate, no matter what. Um, Every day I have to eat full fruit and veg a day. Every day this has to happen. Like make it a part of your life and a part of your business. And Mm -hmm. actually, like, for example, when when gyms were open, I used to go gym. For me, the gym was actually a form of meditation. I wouldn't use my phone. I'd be as much as it's very stressful physically in your body, like it's killing you, it's hurting, you're tearing things for a good reason. My mind was just like in paradise. Like it, it yeah. was the best thing. And that's an hour of meditation. So remember, whatever works for you works for you and doesn't work for us and, and won't work for us. Um, James, I think I'm trying, I'm trying to look for any other tips. I mean, journaling is supposed to be good, you know, writing down how you feel. There's various apps that you can use to like digitally journal. Um, but you know, meditation is is powerful. And Headspace, I think the pro version, I, I paid for it, can you believe it, is 50 Did quid a year. <laughs> it's 50 quid a year. And honestly, like the benefits you'll get from that, you know, are huge. So you could pay 50 quid a month for some fancy gym, but consider spending that 50 quid a month on a, um, on a year, on a years long mentorship, not mentorship mm. on a membership to headspace. Um, cool. Do you have any other points, James, on what yeah, people can do? Yeah, I do. I do want to talk about something, something Aaron's just prompted me to talk about there. He's just talked about talking. Yeah. Now I shared a story with someone earlier on when I was speaking to him. I said, look, us, especially men, for some reason, you seem to be quite bad at it. We let our emotions build up inside us. Everything gets contained and you don't really want to talk about it because you think to yourself, you know, you're this macho guy. If I start telling people how I feel, if I start telling them I feel upset, you know, I'm going to be looked at as a bit of a, 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 you know, a bit of a sissy or whatever. And you're not, you know, I think Mm. if you're feeling something, you're feeling something for a reason and you need to talk about it, you know, and obviously I was speaking to someone earlier this week. I won't name them, but, um, you know, I was explaining to her and I said to her, you know, when I went through that period of liquidation and losing my business, it was very, very tough for me mentally. And there was a lot of things that I didn't share. And I remember how bad it got at one point, you know, I'm driving my car um, home and I'm going quite fast. And, you know, all these thoughts go through your head. You're like, I've got a pretty damn decent insurance policy. You know, if something ever happened to me, my family would be very looked after. I've got all these problems going on with the business that I just can't seem to find solutions for. You're looking at this central barrier. You're in a, you're in a sports car. You're at, go, you could, you know, I'm at 120 miles per hour pushing this thing thinking, you know what, if I just slipped off and smashed into this fucking central barrier, it'd all be over. All my mental problems are gone. Everything's gone. My family's looked after. And you know what? That is a prime example of where mental state can go if you're not speaking to people, you know? So Aaron just prompted a good thing there. You need to be talking about it, you know, especially men, because you can't let it, you can't let it build up inside, you know? I used to think, if I can't start talking about this, I'm going to be a weak man. I'm going to be a pussy, you know? If I start telling my wife how I'm feeling or start telling my boys how I'm feeling, they're going to say to me, well, what's wrong with you, James? But then the fact that it got so low for me at one point, that I thought, shit, I could quite happily drive my car into the central reservation and it'll all be over. But the thing that stopped me was I thought, damn, if I survived, I'm going to be in a far worse place than I'm in right now. And, you know, one click of your mind like that can switch you. So I would say to everybody, you're going to go through some pressures in life. You know, you're going to go through some serious times where you are going to be tested. And this is where 
if you've got a strong mental state, your mind will remind you on how you dealt with that previously. So if you've been through a situation in your life where you know, okay, okay, James, you've been here before, you know how to deal with this, your mind's going to say, we did this last time, we did this last time. But the only way your mind's going to tell you that is if you condition your mind properly, you start spending some time on it, start investing some time in it, that when you are faced with that situation in the future, you go, bang, you know how to deal with it, you know? So don't let it get to a point where it's so damn bad that you can't talk to anyone. And that, you know, I think that's why there's such a high rate of suicide, because it's an easy thing to do for people. You know, what do they say? Monday morning is the highest rate of suicide on your way to work. And especially for men, men in their what, 30s, 35, I think, I don't know what the statistics are, but something like that. It's an easy option when you're going through a hard time. You know, you've got a mad insurance policy to back it up. You know, your family's going to be cool. Somebody would do it. I know a few people who have done it, you know. So it's, um, it's one of those things, man, you let it build up. It's going to build up. And what happens eventually when you let something build up, it explodes, doesn't it? At some point, something's going to give way. So take some time to talk about it. You know, now I regularly, I will stop and say to my wife, look, you know what? I ain't feeling too good about this. And she's very, very good at, you know, initially she'll take the piss out of me and cuss me. And then she's very good at just finding a solution or, or saying, look, you know, we can talk about this. This is what you need to be doing. This is what you need to be doing. Um, so, yeah. So just to add, man, don't ever let it get to a state where it's that bad, where you could compromise your own life or your own being, you know, just to try and get rid of this thought in your head, because this is your best friend or it's your worst enemy. You decide. Very poignant. I think, yeah, you know, and if, if you do feel that way, there's lots of resources like Samaritans and other uh, lines you can call, um, national prevention helplines, et cetera, that you can call. Hey, you, if you, can, you can reach out to the duo. You can reach out to the duo. We're not qualified or trained, though. I must just no, put a disclaimer you know, we're, illegally. We're there, you know, shoulder to cry on. Shoulder to cry on. <clears throat> Muscular shoulders to cry on. Right, yeah, so I think that's a really good point about talking. And, you know, sometimes, right, even talking to yourself, but talking aloud or even in the mirror... I find it can help a lot, especially with mm. problem solving. You know, like when you when you got 101 problems, sometimes I get up and I'm like, Fuck this, go in the garden because it's all I can go to now or in the mirror and then just talk out loud to myself and be like, why do you think that? Why do you feel that? You know, like kind of therapy, therapize yourself, uh, yeah. which is not always the best thing. Like sometimes you, and a lot of time you do need someone to talk to. But I think, you know, you said about um, the kind of, uh, yes, if you've had this before and your mindset's strong, you'll still go through it hundred percent but also sometimes it is okay to break down because no matter how many times you've been through it no matter how many times you've fixed a problem or you're like no i'm strong i can do this sometimes you're just like and you just got to break down and you've got to let it out whether it's exercise whether it's running whether it's crying whether it's whatever you have to just let it out um and like don't be afraid to do that i mean and you know what i think people who are listening who are new in their business and you know you're not making a lot of money and money is a concern. And it is for most of us when we start businesses for the first X many years, even then I don't want you to think, Oh, but I need to make money. I can't take a break because your return on investment from that break is much bigger than the return on investment from working those two hours you could have taken a break from. And there's research to show actually the amount of hours we can do a day. Apparently the amount of hours of deep work you can do a day is four hours max. Yeah. So people yeah. in nine to fives, you know, if you look at the hours in a day, most of them are just shallow stuff. So like really, yeah, we can work forever and keep doing stuff, but we all know you're sitting there, quality declines, everything declines. And so does this. So don't be afraid to let go and like make a change, you know, like just because you've done something a certain way or you've, it's kind of always in your routine. If it doesn't work for you, just change it. Like don't, don't think, oh, I've got up at 5 a.m. for like 10 weeks now. What are, What is Robin Sharma going to say about me not getting up at 5 a.m.? No one cares. Do your thing. Like, it's totally, totally up to you. Um, so, James, let's talk hey, about... Sorry, just, just, to add, just to add to that, you know where you said you speak to yourself in the mirror? What mm. I find that another good thing is to use, you know, a lot of us have got that voice memo app on our phone where you can just record <laughs> voice notes. I do a lot of this because, you know, you might have a thought in your head and it passes. You know, it just it just it will be there for a minute and you're like, Oh damn, what was I thinking about? That was quite good. Or I need to work on that. So yesterday um, I was out for a, for a walk and things were bugging me because I'm thinking, I want to do this deal. I want to do this deal. I want to do this deal. And then, you know, we spoke about it last time about reverse engineering it. So there I am recording in the, in the note that look, I actually want to do this. My end goal is this. I need to do this. And 
that that the thoughts I'm having at that point in time, I'm recording them and keeping them there so I can go back and refer to them. And I think that's a very, very good technique for anyone. You know, record how you're feeling. Just just get the voice note out, quickly put it in there, and then you can refer back to it at a later day and say, okay, I was feeling that then, I was feeling that then. Have I addressed this? Have I addessed that? Just a quick little tip there, um, similar to you. Talking and just in the to summarise kind of my last point there and also what, I guess kind of we've been talking about, this is a really good book that I've been reading, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Oh, have you got this? You got this? Hi, hi, hi. Hey, look at this. The boom, duo boom, boom. twinning. Twinning. Oh we, we didn't even know about that. We did we not even know plan this. We just turned up. Oh my God. So r- really good book, right, James? And you know what? I always say, oh, just summarize the book for me. But you know what? Because like half of this, is just research and showing you why deep work is important. You then really, really act on it. And actually lately I've been following the principles and I've been way more productive, but also my mental health has been way better. And I've kind of finished every day, despite not having much work to do, feeling very fulfilled and like, oh, that was a good mental workout. Like I'm tired. I'm ready to read and chill or or do whatever now. So I really recommend this book. Uh, It's really interesting. He has a very direct style, um, and you think, oh, I'll just focus on stuff. But honestly, this gives a lot of context to focusing on stuff. So schedule your day, focus on deep work, and you will feel more mentally fulfilled. James, social media and uh, mental health, double-edged wow. sword is how yeah, I would describe yeah. it. You know, I mean, t- tell me your, your view. You know, is it more negative or is it more positive? Do you know what I think? I think social media is either a curse or it's a blessing and it's how you use it. And it's... Um, you know, I think a lot of people can get cut up by going onto social media because you can get onto somebody's Instagram feed and you can see like, you know, uh, loads of nice things. You just see them flossing. They've got the car. They've got this. They've got another deal going on. They've got another deal going on. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, damn, man, I've been working for like, you know, 20 plus months now and I haven't got one deal or things are not going really my way. I would say social media, you need to, you know, first of all, I always say this, have a social media clear out. Now, what I mean by this is unfollow everyone that isn't uplifting you. If there's somebody who's dragging you down, don't even follow them. You don't want them on your feet. You want to be surrounding yourself with people that are going to uplift you or people that are somewhere where you want to be. So you control what goes into your mind when you look at your feed. When you open up your phone in the morning, when I scroll through my Instagram or I scroll through my, um, you know, my Facebook I see, I see Ted and I just suddenly feel happy and I have this big smile on my face. I'm like, that's my G, man. That's my G. No, not really. But still, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I used to have a lot of negative shit on there. I don't want to know about this, this person's cat that can jump through hoops and it can do all this nonsense. I don't want to know about that. Get that crap cut off. And you've always got that family member on there. That's like, oh, you know, this happened to me today. I feel so depressed. I don't know what's going to happen. You just get out of here, man. I don't even want to talk to you. Is that Uncle Egbert? Is that the family member? Well, yes. He's not my family member. He's your uncle. He's your flipping... Don't even go there. I was going to say he's your dad, but he's not. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you need to make sure you're cutting all this negativity out. And you know what? If If it's your immediate family as well, tell them. Say, listen, I ain't following you no more because you just talk shit. And I'm not letting you into my mental space because social media can be a curse because you can let so many people in. <laughs> Did you just write James? My... <laughs> no, come on, man. I'm trying to concentrate here. You can't let people into your space, man. Protect this. Think of this as a cage around here. You don't want the nastiness going in. You want to choose when you open the cage and what you put in. Don't let the cage stay open and shit go in. Yeah, simple as. So social media, give it a clear out. You need to give it a clear out two or three times a year. Get rid of anything that's negative. Get rid of anything that's not inspiring you. You come on. We all like to go on social media and have a laugh. There's always that one person, that comedian that comes up with some good stuff. But go search for him. You know, go look for his content when you want to consume some of that content. Don't let that content consume you. You are in charge of what consumes you. You can go find the content or you can let it come find you, you know. Um and and don't be fooled, you know, social media is a fake place. You know, it can be a big fake place. People can fake anything. You know, Ted has done these parody videos before where there's a Lambo there. We did a parody video when we were invited to some top-knot uh, show a few years ago, um, some award ceremony. And, you know, 
we filmed Ted just walking around this like um, what was it like a penthouse apartment claiming it was his trying to sell a you know a course for two thousand pounds and I swear to God if that it was, was one nine nine seven it wasn't two thousand okay. how dare you insult me. Well, I was going to give him a discount, you know, off the 2000. No, there's no discounts for anyone. Okay. Anyway, but that, if that had gone out on social media and somebody was wet behind the ears and they saw that, they would be like, oh my God, he's got such a nice apartment. I want to join that course. I want to sign up. So guys, people can make you believe whatever you want to believe. And you see it so often with property trainers. They come up, they've been scamming. They've been doing this. They've been doing that. They get exposed. But you know, the shameless ones will carry on going, but it's 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 a world where you choose to believe what you want to believe and i would say if you are looking at somebody on social media and trying to you know you're thinking to yourself oh well he's done that no 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 you don't want to be looking at anybody the only person you should be concerned with is a person that stares back at you in the mirror every morning when you look at the mirror don't even bother about anybody else you shouldn't be concerned about what next man's doing what egbert's what doing what dave's doing what anybody's doing you should be concerned with what you're doing um, so that's my take on social. Yeah, that's a good point. I think to add to it, as you build your brand up and you have a lot more stimuli, so incoming messages, comments, things like that, it can be stressful to, oh, I need to respond quickly. Oh, I need to respond properly. Oh, I need to like back. I need to do this. Oh, then I need to send messages. And oh, I need to build my brand. And it can seem like there's a lot to do, but I think using like the deep work principles and generally healthy mental health and practicing distance and clear outs will mean that yes you know you want to respond to people quickly but then actually there'll come a point where you kind of have a balance where you say you know what i respond during these hours for example during the day and that's it and i don't respond otherwise and if people message me then i just swipe across and i ignore until a certain time like you have to respect your own time if someone asks you something you don't have to respond straight away who are they it's the person in the mirror if it's not healthy for you if it's not going to help you then save it for a certain time or certain day or or something right don't feel that just because they've messaged you or because they've said something you have to get back to them if you want to then that's cool i get back fairly quickly i believe that works for me um but if it doesn't work and it feels overwhelming then take a split from it and you know what i had to put a video on facebook yesterday actually it's so easy to compare to other people but you don't know that you know okay someone has a lamborghini and you want a Lamborghini, you're thinking, oh, that's nice. But what if they're having a failed marriage and their kid hates them? You know, what if, do you want that? Do you? Maybe, but probably not. You know, what if someone is, um, you know, is making loads of money, but they're not showing it. And like, you're thinking, oh, but they got all this money. They're not even, you just basically don't think about other people because you do not know what is happening behind the phone you don't know what is like the reality and of course a few people hopefully me and james fit in this category and other people in this chat share what's actually happening Mm -hmm. but your mind will make stuff up oh they've got this they must be happy oh look at their materialistic stuff oh they must be happy when you haven't got a clue um so don't let your mind make things up at the same time don't hate because uh, you know okay some people are scammers and whatever but there's people who have certain cars or certain things and you're going to look at and think, oh, but like, why are you hating? Like, you should be like, how did you, how did you get that? Like, what's the yep. steps? Have you got a blog? Yep. Have you got a podcast? Like, how can I follow that? Breathe that shit in. Like, when I see something I like, I literally go and I actually mentally, physically take the inspiration from that thing or that uh, activity. And I'm like, that's added now to my motivation. So I love seeing nice things and mm. going into Whole Foods and looking at the price of cheese and being like, I'm not spending that much right now. I'll be back in a few years. And I take that in as inspiration. You know what I mean? So I think you have to learn to modulate how you take stuff in. So it's a combination of what you said of like, I think like not following certain people, but following certain people that you believe and trust in, but then taking in what they're putting out in a certain way that suits your mental health um, and also apply the same thing to you. Don't stunt. Don't like pretend to be what you're not, you know, don't mm-hmm. oh, I've got a hundred person property company and it's you and your shed. Where did Jeff Bezos start? Where did Apple start? Where it started in the fucking shed and their sheds were shit compared to some of the worker home sheds we've got now from Costco and stuff. Other uh, supermarkets are available. So like just be yourself, right? People are going to connect with you more when you are yourself than you pretend to be someone. And for your mental health, when you're pretending to be someone, it's pretty hard because you have to lie all the time 
I don't know about y'all, but lying is not easy, especially when it's like over trivial stuff because we forget our lies. That's how you catch people out lying sometimes because people forget and they get trapped and they get caught. Um, so James, do you have, um, I guess a closing point is we've put balance on, on this notepad here. Um, do you have any tips for how people can balance? I guess we've kind of touched on it with deep work, but how people can balance their lives so that there's enough time to go hard, hustle hard, build your business. You know what I mean? Go, go ham, but also still kind of be a bit healthy. Do you know what? I think it comes back to what we said last week. You need to start with the end first. So start with what, what is the end goal? What is it that you're trying to achieve from your life? Where is it that you want to be when you finish? Yeah. If you know where your end goal is, I think you need to reverse engineer it back. And I think that's where you're going to realize how to get the correct balance. So let's say, for example, at 50 years old, you want to have a property portfolio of, say, 50 properties. You've got a rental income of, say, £20,000 a month. you now got to ask yourself and say, right, I'm 30 years old now, yeah? I'm not 30 years old, but I'm saying I'm 30 years old. I've got 20 years to get there. You know, break that down into months. Work out how long it's going to take you to get there. And then start devoting that amount of time towards your goal and think, right, okay, out of my, say, 12-hour day, I'm going to work six hours on my work, which gives you another six hours, a couple of hours of your mental state, a couple of hours on your physical health, a couple of hours on eating right, you know? I think start with the end in mind, because if you don't know where you're going, how can you have the right balance, you know? If you don't know where you're heading, you're all over the place, you know? If you're walking a tightrope, you'll know you're going from one point to the end and you know you've got to go from here to there. You're going to wobble a bit, get the right balance to get there. It's the same with life. Make sure you know what your goals are. I did this the other day on a voice memo note. I thought to myself, damn, I need to get to where I want to get to. And I've got six years and three months left. And six years and three months left isn't a long time. And you're thinking to yourself, damn, man, I'll break that down into months. I've got to get a move on. And then you start thinking, okay, I need to devote X amount of time to my work, and I need to vote X amount of time to my wife, my family, this, this. And then that's how you work out the right balance for yourself. Don't just piss in the wind and hit and hope that everything's going to happen. You need to have a clear plan for this to make sure the balance is right. And just to add to that, but I think before you do anything, you need to make sure that this hair, man, this hair is in control. Like I said, it's like a cage. No, keep it like a cage. Keep the lock on the cage and only put in what you want to put into your mind. Because if you let everything get into that cage, that cage is going to get so tight. There's going to be so many things in it that eventually it's going to overflow and it's going to burst. And that's exactly what your mind's like. And I've made this mistake before where I've let too much shit get into it and it's blown up. So that's my ending point there. Very good. I think the chimp paradox is a very good book to read as well about controlling your ego and your mind and and kind of about balance and about self-awareness of what is my mind telling me and how can I control it? Um, Also, we haven't kind of touched on diet necessarily, but you know, your stomach, your gut has, I think has a, well, has a very large amount of neurons, which are the same cells in your brain. So what they're saying is the gut is almost like a second brain. Um, There's a lot of research behind it it's on the internet, go find it, lots of books, etc. What you put into your stomach and what you eat, as much as it has like a physical impact on your, your body and everything, a lot of research is showing it can have a lot of impact on your mood. And they're saying that actually your gut can influence up here sometimes. So it's not just up here, sometimes it's both. So it's kind of a new field of research, I guess, in, in, in the gut and stuff. But there's lots of stuff out there. Go and have a look at that because you might be eating certain things that could be making you feel a certain way that make you think, a certain way you know gut instinct gut feel they all have some science behind them um so right instagram is going to go off in 25 seconds but that is cool uh, for people who have any links or any apps that they think have helped them with their mental health please send it to send it to me and we'll put it in the show notes so when people listen back to this podcast they want help they want to visit a certain site or speak about these apps send me a dm send me an email and we'll make sure they're in the show notes for you and of course if you're listening to this on the podcast they're in the show notes. And please, James, what do we want everyone to do? There's two things we want everyone to do, which I've forgotten again. Please, you remember? Uh, the first, the f- actually, before we go into that, before we go into the screenshot thing where you've got to take a screenshot and do everything like that, yeah. um, a certain person tomorrow is celebrating their birthday, guys. It's not me. It's this guy here. So I reckon 
we should unmute everybody and give him a bit of a round of applause because it is his birthday tomorrow. He wasn't going to tell anybody about it, but, you know, obviously Hello. I had some inside information. So if we could all give Ted a bit of a clap for his birthday. And he's here, so I'll start yeah. Happy birthday to Ted for tomorrow, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to uh, try to do a speech, acceptance speech of my James. Thanks. Yeah. You've muted me. Thanks. Sorry. Uh, I would like to thank um, my mother and my father for creating me. Um, <laughs> I would like to thank Uncle James for part raising me when, you know, was needed. And I would like to thank all of you for your contribution to TED Talks, uh, even though no one told me that iTunes hasn't updated TED Talks for a month. So there's been no podcast on iTunes and on Apple and no one has told me. I was like, what? Hold on. You said you were taking a bit of a break, didn't you? you said you No, were- uh, there's been podcasts and our duo been coming out. But the last thing on Apple is in April or something. So I was like, serious? yeah, they stopped. It stopped um, taking it. So I'm like, hold on. How have 70% of my listeners still been listening? Not on. I, I don't know. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for that. But yeah, thank you for the round of applause. I appreciate it. And if you haven't left a review, James, what should they do? Uh, yeah, jump onto Apple Podcasts and obviously leave Ted Talks a review and jump onto the J2 Hub podcast as well and leave me a review as well. Um, and the Property Duo doesn't actually have its own channel yet because we just thought it might be a, a bit too much to manage a third channel, but I think we may have to create one. But uh, And also, guys, if you could take a screenshot of this and uh we'll, we'll pose we'll pose ready and tag us all in <laughs> people have they done it is not enough time amazing we shall see you next week at 10 a.m thank you very much guys if you like this podcast connect with tej on facebook linkedin and youtube for more great content